Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Thursday, December 14th. Ian Cameron with you. And as the intro says, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Only your host, Ian Cameron, today. Alex is having one of those nightmare days. Uh, things are not going well. Uh, you know, just everything that can go wrong is going wrong. His internet is uh, not working the way it should. So uh, Alex has taken the day to reset, um, collect his bearings, uh, and uh, he'll be back with us tomorrow and uh, for the weekend. He is sending me his uh, plays and his card for this Thursday night slate. So we, I will mention and relay what he is looking uh, like here or what he's looking for here as far as his uh, wagers tonight in this game uh, or in the on the card tonight are concerned. Rather, we've got eight games tonight uh, in the NHL. We'll get to those in just a moment. Quickly, though, let's look back uh, on the Wednesday night slate. We had five uh, games last night in the NHL. Uh, a very good win for the Devils uh, in overtime against Boston. Fought through a little bit of a sluggish start uh, to get the job done with the victory against the Bruins. Tricky spot for them coming back home off the West Coast road trip. And for them to be able to get the job done was uh, absolutely outstanding uh, last night. So credit to the uh, Devils. 2-1 victory over the Bruins. Really hard fought. Really tight checking game uh, as well. That's now three straight unders head-to-head between Boston and New Jersey. It'll be interesting to see if that's something that continues moving forward. Uh, what else have we said? Uh, we saw Pittsburgh in a 4-3 shootout victory uh, over the Montreal Canadiens to get their second win in a row. And this theme of teams doing well on the second night of back-to-back games, especially this week, we have seen many examples of teams playing well and winning uh, on the second night of back-to-back games. And even a couple of teams that didn't win playing a second on the second night of back-to-back games, like Calgary, for instance, against Vegas, gave them a, a really tough game. And uh, you're seeing that pretty much across the board right now. Uh, and Pittsburgh with a nice four to three win. I almost had to, uh, you know, had to, I, I was worried I was going to have a heart attack when I saw Pittsburgh scoring two power play goals in the same game. But that's exactly what we saw last night against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. So all of a sudden, and isn't it how this sport often works where you cannot buy a goal with the power play for almost 40 man advantage opportunities like the Pittsburgh Penguins? Um, they just couldn't buy a goal with the power play for weeks uh, going on months. And all of a sudden now they score, I believe one power play two. but I think they actually scored two against Arizona. If I'm not mistaken the night before, and then they score two power play goals last night against Montreal, spurring the comeback uh, against the uh, Montreal Canadians, a wild shootout uh, as well. Yeah. They had two power play goals against Arizona. So they go from almost over 40 on the power play to four power play goals in the last two games combined crazy how that works uh and all of a sudden the uh confidence is coming back for pittsburgh uh, once again with the uh, man advantage they get a 4-3 win in the shootout against uh, montreal uh, probably a bad beat of the night I don't, it's not, i've seen worse much worse but tough beat at the very least was the draw for both me and alex with the ducks and the islanders i mean that game was 3-3 with two minutes to go anaheim's got the power and the way that matters worse is i had a piece of anaheim as well all you have to do with the power play late in the third is even if you don't score, you know, you think about two minutes off the clock, 
they're going to get to overtime. But no, the Ducks give up a shorthanded goal with uh, about two minutes to go, uh, and they end up losing that game 4-3. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. We did have the over, though. We did have the over in that game, so it was nice to cash that. 4-3 Islanders continue to be an over machine, but to lose the draw in Anaheim, especially the draw in that fashion, man, tough, tough pill to swallow. Uh, Buffalo, I'm sick of this team. I mean, I really am. I'm fed up. I keep hearing every time they win a game after a loss and they keep saying, well, we got to string two wins together and play two good games in a row together. They can't. They're incapable of it. They did it again last night. You can't have that start against a really good hockey team like Colorado in their building down three, three cob, three zip in the first 12 minutes with sloppy play, with being hemmed in in your own zone, with turning the puck over, with breakdowns defensively, without a fucking shot on goal uh, in the first 13 minutes of that game. It was absolutely pathetic from the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, in the first period last night. And yeah, they were a little bit better as the game went on, but you can't dig yourself that kind of hole on the road against a quality foe and expect a good result. It's simple as that. Awful stuff from the Buffalo Sabres. The only uh, positive from them uh, for them last night was the goal that they scored. And the fact that I had that as a goal prop last night was Zach Benson, who we talked about, another one of these players moving up to the top line. And he cashes in with the only Buffalo Sabres goal uh, last night for them uh, in that game. Uh, against Colorado so uh, credit to Zach Benson uh, he got their only goal and like I said it was an ugly night in their own end uh, throughout as they lose 5-1 to Colorado to think that you started that game and played that way from the opening face-off on a national TV game as well just awful awful stuff from Buffalo and it's the kind of losses that make you think you know what this team has no chance in hell of making the playoffs because they just can't they cannot withstand prosperity you know uh, they just can't they have a good win and they you know think they think that's enough and they can you know lay back and put their heels up and don't have to work the next game it's just going to come naturally that we're going to win no you do have to work in this league to win hockey games and you've got to put multiple performances in a row where you've got to bring that work ethic and buffalo did buffalo was not ready to play hockey at the beginning of that game last night and they paid the price for it and we talk about the buffalo run now uh, as far as wins and losses off of victory, it continues to be just horrendous for this team. I'm going all the way back. They have not won two games in a row since October 29th and November 1st when they beat Colorado at home and then they won at Philly uh, on the road. They lost it to Philly. They beat Toronto. They lose to Carolina. They beat Minnesota. They lose to Pittsburgh. They beat Chicago. They lose to Washington. They beat the Rangers. They lose to St. Louis. They beat Boston. They lose to Montreal. They beat Arizona earlier this week, and then they lose to Colorado last night. I mean, they just can't put two wins in a row together. It's ridiculous. It's totally absurd. So the next time you see the Sabres off a win, probably bet against them because they just can't put two good games in a row together right now. And how about the Winnipeg Jets? Um, 5-2 victory after being down 2-0 after the first period of that game. Roar back. What a night for Gabe Bellardi. Did a tap dance on the LA Kings last night. First game against his old team. And we were all over those Gabe Bellardi props. We had the assist prop. We had the goal prop. I probably should have went in on some over one and a half points props. I didn't get that aggressive with it because I didn't think uh, he would go that wild offensively against his old team. But he sure did. What a night. One goal, three assists, four points. He, uh, he uh, factored into four of the five Winnipeg goals last night uh, in that victory. So he was absolutely outstanding uh, in the, that performance. And the Jets, after a bad start, end up beating the uh, LA Kings 5-2 uh, last night. I can't hit a best bet on this show to save my life right now. And it, it, I mean, all you need to know is look at last night. I used Winnipeg first period as the best bet. Down 2 nothing after the first period. 
easy loser, come back and they win the game 5-2. I mean, I mean, Jesus, you can't script this shit right now. You can't. So the best bets can't win one, can't, can't, can't right the ship with that. But the good news is we're absolutely rolling with the bargain bin specials of the night. Absolutely incredible. Another 2-0 sweep for yours truly with bargain bin plays last night. Morgan Geeky uh, scoring the Boston goal, the only Boston goal against New Jersey, mentioning how he was up on the uh, top line uh, last night. Uh, and um, it, it just uh, the handicap worked perfectly. He ends up scoring, uh, getting that top line center uh, opportunity uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins last night uh, in that game. A great uh, pr- uh, price as well for a uh, geeky in that game, upwards of, uh, I think it was plus 480 that I ended up having with the uh, geeky uh, prop last night. So that was awesome. And then late, we had to wait till the third period, but finally we got Gabe Velarde to find the back of the net for my other. A bargain bin special last night uh, at plus 380 uh, with uh, or plus 340, I should say, with uh, Gabe Velarde. So a plus 480 on Morgan Geeky and a plus 340 on uh, Gabe Velarde. So a 2-0 sweep with the uh, best bets. I can't, I'm just completely in awe with how many people bet them uh, and how many people also parlayed them. Uh, someone I know, or a couple people actually, uh, on X on social media after Morgan Geeky scored last night, posted tickets of them betting Morgan Geeky to score the first goal of that game, which I believe was around 22 to one plus 2,200. So credit to you. I didn't have the guts to take him to score the first goal, but for those of you that did, wow, uh, incredible casher, incredible hit there with Morgan Geeky to get the uh, first goal uh, of the game last night for the uh, Boston Bruins. So uh, again, the props saved the day for me last night because it wasn't a great night with sides and totals. We did have the Pittsburgh Montreal over, we did have the Anaheim Islander over, but not a great night for sides and totals, but the props were great. And we have a lot of props we like for this card as well. So I'm excited to talk more and more about that. Uh, yeah, there's someone here, Kurt, in the chat saying he hit Geeky, Benson, and Bellardi. Holy shit, 77 to 1. My goodness, um, just absolutely incredible right now with the um, parlays. i got to start doing that with these as well. I'm just going a little cautiously here, just betting them on their own. You know, anytime goal score, I'm not doing first goal. I'm not doing parlays with my bargain bin uh, selections. Maybe I should start uh, with some of these things I'm seeing right now from some of our viewers and listeners. But yeah, uh, great stuff. See if we can keep it going as far as that's concerned with the uh, success with the bargain bin specials. All right, with that in mind, let's get to it. we got eight games on this Thursday night uh, NHL slate. We'll begin in Toronto, Columbus Blue Jackets, Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got the uh, Leafs minus 260 home favorites. Six and a half uh, is the total in this game, shaded to the over. And isn't this your just classic spot where we have seen the Leafs just shit the bed over and over and over again uh, in their in recent years where, you know, you've got this team coming off the high of a great victory against one of the best teams in the East, the New York Rangers, in a back-to-back spot on uh, Tuesday night. It was a terrific performance. Dig down deep. Injuries on defense on the blue line. Martin Jones in net. No problem beat the Rangers and beat them up, especially in the third period, pulling away uh, for a seven to three uh, victory uh, over the New York Rangers uh, in that game. Um, But man, we've seen this before. You play a lesser foe at home in a weeknight home game in a sterile, silent, wine and cheese crowd environment at Scotiabank Arena. And that's sometimes where you see Toronto just let it slip and, and lose to these inferior teams. And you know, there's definitely a, a, a worry for me. We might see something like that here tonight against the uh, Jackets. Uh, it is worth noting, too, last year, uh, these two teams played each other uh, three times. 
Uh, Columbus did get a victory against Toronto in one of the two meetings in Toronto. Toronto won the other one at home, 4-2. But Columbus did get a 4-3 win here in Toronto last year as well uh, in the uh, two meetings. So both, you know, it's funny, last year what I'm seeing here, um, they had three, yeah, three meetings, all of them later in the year. Uh, Toronto won in Columbus, Toronto, and they split the two games in Toronto. Uh, the Leafs and the Jackets. Jackets aren't playing well. You know, they're one and four in their last five games. They've struggled. Uh, they're really having a bunch of issues keeping the puck out of the net. You look at these last few games, four allowed to the Kings, seven to the Islanders. Don't be fooled by the 5-2 win against St. Louis. They gave up 43 shots. You know, Jack Reeves was the goalie that night, and he was very good for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, he's a main reason to, that they won that game because they got badly outchanced, but they gave up a lot of chances. And they didn't pay the price for it, but they did against Florida, losing 5-2 on uh, Sunday uh, in their last game. Again, there's a lot of issues right now with this team as far as the defensive end of the ice, and it's going to be really worsened with Goodbranson now out for this game tonight. He is serving his suspension just for one game for his, uh, I guess, display of aggression, if you will, uh, on Nick Cousins uh, in that game against Florida uh, on Sunday. Uh, so definitely you look at it, they're going to miss him. That's a key pillar on the blue line as far as shot prevention, as far as block shots, as far as physicality, as far as clearing the front of the net, defensive posture. You miss that with good Branson. And they're already without Damon Severson, a good veteran stay-at-home defenseman. And Adam Boquist has been one of their better defensemen. So depleted blue lines here both ways. Hard not to see the goals flowing in this game uh, here tonight. We don't have goaltenders confirmed yet. We have Elvis Merzlikens projected for the um, Columbus Blue Jackets. And again, he has not been available uh, for the last few games uh, for the uh, Jackets. He's been uh, battling uh, illness and missed the last three games for Columbus, but he's been activated from the injured reserve list, but not yet confirmed if he will make his return in net tonight against Toronto. He's an option. He's available for Pascal Vincent, uh, but it hasn't been confirmed whether he is um, going to be the starter tonight. We expect Ilya Samsonov to be in that Sammy Samsonov here for uh, Toronto. But again, that hasn't been confirmed yet either. And, you know, when you look at it with Joe Wool out and Martin Jones playing well, did they give Martin Jones a second straight start? I don't see it happening. I think they'll probably go back to Samsonov, but it hasn't been confirmed as of yet. Uh, either way, there's a lot to like here uh, in this game. I think you could go first period over. Uh, although, uh, you know, when you look at the uh, number here with the uh, first period, the juice is a little high. I would wait for it live. First period, both teams to score. Absolutely. I think uh, first period, both teams to score in the plus 150 range makes a lot of sense here in this game. Certainly over six and a half. Uh, and what I'm going to do here in this game is I'm going to do Columbus and draw. Now, I'm, I'm not really I like to draw more uh, than I do Columbus in this game. But I've seen it, you know, before with the Leafs here, that these are these spots where sometimes uh, you get all excited about a big-time victory uh, and you're just not able to bring it the next night at home against an inferior foe. You, you, I can't, I've lost count. I've lost count of how many times Toronto's lost in these spots uh, over the years. Inferior teams off a big win in a weeknight and playing a weeknight home game against a team they should beat. I can't imagine how many times they've faltered in this spot over the last few years. So I'm going to go, especially with first period, both teams to score over six and a half, little sprinkle on the jackets here, which you can get as high as plus, uh, you can actually get as high as plus 210 right now uh, with uh, Columbus. Bet online as to plus 210 uh, out there with uh, Columbus. So you get a really good price there. And the draw can be found at FanDuel at plus 400. That is an absolutely outstanding price here. 
uh, for this draw uh, in this matchup with the uh, Jackets and the Leafs. So Toronto Maple draws, you know, and let's be real. If not for the third period where they turned it on and the Rangers, look, if you rewind that Leaf Ranger game, it was 4-3 going into the third. The Rangers got two goals late in the second. The Rangers took a bad penalty early in the third. Toronto scored on that power play to make it 5-3. If they don't take that penalty, it remains 4-3. I think the Rangers might have tied that game, and we might have seen overtime uh, in that Rangers game. And then, of course, we know before that that the Leafs have been definitely playing a shit ton of overtime games. No team in the NHL has gone to overtime or a shootout. No team in the NHL has gone past regulation more often this season than the Toronto Maple Leafs. So at plus 400, you'd better believe I'm interested in another draw involving the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So yeah, uh, hopefully we get another big casher here. Uh, it's a great price, plus 400, little sprinkle on Columbus. First period, both teams to score, plus 150, and the over six and a half here, minus 135. And as far as uh, player props for uh, this game, there's some good opportunities. Let's start on Columbus. Let's start with the fact that Adam Fantilli is not only on the number one line and centering the number one line with Goudreau, that useless man, and uh, Justin Danforth. Um, Adam Fantilli is from Nobleton, Ontario, a nice little uh, town in the York region, uh, north of Toronto. Uh, he's a Toronto kid. Uh, he's probably going to have some fam and friends uh, in attendance tonight for this game, you would believe, with the uh, Blue Jackets playing in Toronto. Uh, and so, obviously, Adam Fantilli props are worth, uh, worth a look and then some here in this hockey game tonight. Uh, you could get a plus 370 for him to score a goal at FanDuel. Uh, assist is plus 240. Um, you could go in those two directions. Uh, you, this might be a night, too, or like Gabe Bellardi for Winnipeg, who went off last night against L.A. You know, Adam Fantilli, close to home, he's got the potential maybe to be a multi-point guy tonight. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, Fantilli to get a point, just one point, is plus 120. If you really want to get bold here and look for some good plus money, you could go with Adam Fantilli. How about over one and a half points at bet three, six, five over one and a half points for Adam Fantilli plus seven fifty. How about that for a price? Adam Fantilli over one and a half points plus seven fifty. That's what you call as Cosmo Kramer said on Seinfeld. That's called tickling the buying bone right there. Plus seven fifty uh, with that price for Fantilli to get two points tonight uh, against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, that definitely stands out. The the Russians are red hot for the Jackets right now as well, and they play on the second line. Shinnikov, Voronkov, Marchenko. These three guys are taking turns just scoring goals right now for this team. Marchenko's been on a heater for the good better part of the last couple of weeks. Uh, Voronkov has been chipping in, not nearly as much as the other two, but he's been chipping in, and he does have uh, goals for the uh, Jackets uh, in uh, three, uh, three goals in the last uh, 10 games. He's cooled off a little. But Shinnikov's the one that's really uh, amped things up here lately for the uh, Jackets. He's got goals in back-to-back -back games uh, for the Jackets. Three goals in the last two games. Four points in the last two games for the uh, Jackets. So any of those three Russians are worth a shot here tonight probably uh, as well. Patrick Lyonnais is down on the third line, which tells you all you need to know that, you know, Pascal Vincent has soured on this guy, and I don't blame him, you know, at all. Uh, so Sillinger on, and um, Lyonnais and... Um, Johnson, Kent Johnson are on the uh, third line for the um, 
Columbus Blue Jackets going into this game tonight. Johnson might be someone to maybe consider here as well, uh, as far as uh, props are concerned. Uh, you know, I've noticed he's he's really been uh, working hard since he's been back with the uh, Jackets in this tour of duty. So uh, maybe his props as well. And then you go to the Toronto side of the equation, and there's some opportunity here for them. Now, Matthews and Marner are red hot right now. And when they get on a roll, it can keep going. Uh, we'll see if it continues tonight. There's actually a couple of sleepers right now for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I shit you not, you know, Cali Yarn Croak. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali Yarn Croak. He has a nice little heater going with five points in the last five games, two goals in the last four. You could do a sprinkle with him. And how about David Camp? I, I mean, this guy, you couldn't put the puck in the ocean for like three seasons with this hockey team. Honestly, he could not put the puck in the freaking ocean. You gave him the Atlantic Ocean to shoot the puck he'd miss and for the longest time. And now all of a sudden, David Camp, even on a fourth-line role, not getting a you know a ton of ice time, he has now scored goals in three of the last four games here for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm telling you what, it's not crazy to sprinkle a couple of bucks on Camp. Why not? He's got a little lightning in a bottle right now, plus 650 on him to score a goal tonight. And then I'm going back to the well with the guy that was moved up to the top line with Matthews and Nylander in the last game against the Rangers. He's back there tonight. Now, odds makers have adjusted the Noah Gregor price, but it, you can still get plus 340 at DraftKings, plus 350 at, at FanDuel, which is still a terrific price for someone moving up to the top line with two of the best players on the team. So uh, there's no doubt I'm going to give a shot once again to uh, with uh, Noah Gregor uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Uh, on the uh, top line with uh, Matthews and Neilan. It's a really good game. I, I expect a lot of action. I expect a high event game. I expect, you know, chance for a lot of goals. So it's a good game as far as player props are concerned. All right, next up, we've got Washington and Philadelphia. Capitals, Flyers, Philadelphia minus 135 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Tough loss for the Flyers against Nashville at the end of the road trip because they dominated that game. They were the better of the two teams. And as you know, in this sport, the better of the two teams doesn't always win the game, the one that's playing better. Uh, and Nashville was more opportunistic. Philly loses 3-2 in overtime to the Predators, even though they outshot Nashville 39-22. to So very, very up disappointing loss because they deserved a better fate. That snapped their four-game win streak. They're back home after the three-game road trip through Arizona, Colorado, and Nashville. We'll see how they fare here in this game. You know, they're only six and seven on the road, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And I point that out, or six and seven at home, the Philadelphia Flyers. I point that out because they actually have a better road record. And, I, you know, I, I don't want to lay this price with them in this spot. I don't want Washington either. Don't get me wrong. Even though Washington's won two in a row against the Rangers and the Blackhawks, think about the schedule here. Rangers, they beat in a bad spot for the Rangers. They had the, the, the L.A. Kings game the very next night, and he figured that was a bit of a flat spot for the Rangers, and they played like it. And then they played Chicago uh, on a Sunday night, and Alex would, uh, if he uh, has mentioned on the show many a times, that you know Chicago stinks in Sunday night home games. So I don't want to put too much stock and credence into Washington uh, winning that game either. Um, so, you know, to me in this uh, spot here tonight, it's just not much I, uh, of an opinion for me. Um, I was looking maybe to look at Philadelphia, but I'm not interested at minus 135 at that price. And, you know, to be honest with you, Washington, um, Washington to be with the record they have, 14-8-3, and three, with, with Ovechkin, you know, clearly showing diminished um, capabilities and a little bit of a decline here early in the season with his goal-scoring ways, 
you know, it's been remarkable to see it. And it's been, you know, scoring from unexpected sources. It's been, you know, goaltending from Lindgren in particular that's been really good. And that's another thing that makes me leery of betting Philly here is Lindgren's in net. He's been better than Darcy Kemper uh, as of late. Carter Hart projected in net, but we don't know for sure yet if he will be the uh, starter. Um, I'll tell you what, for Washington, we know Dylan Strom and Tom Wilson have been pretty good for them, but they've lately been seeing, either, you know, Connor McMichael, Anthony Mantha, you know, is this is probably the best stretch of hockey he's played. He's scored in back-to-back games. I don't hate that. You know, Anthony Mantha to score a goal tonight uh, as a prop look for the uh, Washington Capitals. He's picked his game up lately for them. Uh, what else do we have? I know um, occupancy, one of our great Ice Guys family uh, uh, members here. Uh, likes Nick Dowd. Nick Dowd did score two goals, and he's one of those players that sometimes he scores in bunches. You know, he'll go 8, 12, 15 games without a goal, and then he'll score like four goals in six or seven games. That's what I've seen in the past from Nick Dowd, Tricky Nicky Dowd. So uh, maybe you're going to see that here tonight from the uh, from him in this game. He scored two against Chicago. And then on the Philadelphia side of the equation, um, you look at it uh, for them. It's been more of scoring by committee. Uh, Konechny, Couturier, Forster uh, has been uh, cashing in, getting in on the points lately for them. Uh, no question about that. Um, so those are some looks maybe on the Flyers' side as far as props go. You know, it's funny. Travis Sanheim for the Philadelphia Flyers is on a four-game point streak, five points in the last four games, scored in back-to-back games. So, you know, I, we're, we don't talk enough sometimes about the defenseman props for scoring you know, goal prop, assist props all the time with the defenseman. But Travis Sanheim right now, he's got something going right now. He's plus 800 at FanDuel to score. He scored in back-to-back games. Plus 146 at Pinnacle to get an assist. Crazier things have happened. So um, maybe ride the wave there a little bit with uh, Travis Sanheim right now uh, with the uh, back goals and back-to-back games for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, yeah, he's very underrated, Mike. I agree to fully. He's very good in his own end. He's not much of an offensive guy historically, uh, but right now he is. Uh, he's definitely picked it up at that end of the ice here. Uh, this not not only lately, but this season he does have 17 assists uh, on the season. And um, let me just see here: 21 points in 28 games. Like that's insane production. Keep in mind, this guy's career high in points was 2021 or 2018. He had 35 points in 82 games. Like he's on pace to smash that. He's on pace to easily get into 40 points this year. And he could have a slump, you know, an extended slump and still have a pretty good chance to get to 40 points this season uh, on the back end for the Philadelphia Flyers. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just been, it's sometimes, you know, you have one of those seasons where you're seeing the ice better. I think you're getting more opportunity if you're Travis Sanheim too. He plays power play minutes now for the Flyers. That didn't happen uh, earlier in his career. Um, so you have to factor that in as well. Um, you get more opportunity, you get more ice time. He's definitely getting more of that right now for Philadelphia and it's making the most of it, man, 21 points. And like I say, only 28 games, like he's, he, he could go on the, he could go on the cold streak equivalent to my best bets right now on this show and still, <laughs> and still get to 40 points with uh, ease, uh, right now, uh, in, for the season. So, uh, a great offensive, uh, uh, uptick. Uh, in production from the back end this year for Travis Sanheim of the Flyers. All right, next up, we've got uh, Carolina and Detroit. Uh, Carolina minus 170, road favorite, six and a half being the total in this game. Carolina, players meeting uh, pr- prior to the Ottawa game. It um, clearly helped 
Uh, they had one of their better games in a while, defeating the Sens 4-1. Uh, they did get outshot 32-28. to Kochekov was very good. Um, you know, it's not like they dominated Ottawa, but they were opportunistic. They cashed in on their opportunities, cashed in on a few Ottawa turnovers with the puck, and Carolina was able to snap the four-game losing streak. Uh, the road trip ends here in Detroit, uh, and then they go home and they face Nashville. Uh, I'll give Detroit a ton of credit. Um, you know, three straight losses, lose, no Dylan Larkin, um, every excuse to lose against St. Louis on a back-to-back depleted lineup, and they beat the Blues 6-4. to four. It was a very impressive victory uh, for the uh, Red Wings in that game. I'm tempted by Detroit here, but at the same time, uh, Carolina might be ready to get back in 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 a, in a groove again. And sometimes when you have that win to snap a losing streak, as I've said a million times, you sometimes put a couple wins together after that. And wouldn't shock me to see that here from Carolina necessarily tonight. That being said, you look at the games here in the Motor City between these two teams, Carolina's really struggled. Carolina lost here 4-2, March 2021. Carolina lost here 4-3 in overtime, March 2022. They squeaked out a 1-0 victory in Detroit last December. Uh, And then last March, uh, Detroit wins 3-2 here uh, at home against Carolina. So Carolina's only um, one in uh, three, you know, in the last four visits here uh, to Little Caesars Arena. So this has not been a, a, a rink in a venue that's treated them kindly. Here going into this game tonight. So I do lean to Detroit. Do I sprinkle a couple bucks on it? I might, but nothing really more significant than that because, you know, I do worry that the uh, kick in the pants that they needed Carolina, they got it before the game against Ottawa. It might be looking to uh, get things rolling. Plus, you are talking third game in four nights for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Played a lot of hockey, whereas Carolina, they were off from the Vancouver game to the Ottawa game. Their games have been a little bit more spaced out. They probably have a little bit more energy, a little more rest uh, coming into this game. Uh, I do think when you look at this game, and I know Alex B. Smith is going to be on this play, and I totally agree with it because he mentioned it in our uh, DM the other night. Uh, let me just uh, bring it up. By the way, I'll mention what he uh, he is also on the Columbus Toronto draw plus 400, uh, same as me, uh, which we talked about earlier in the show. This game, he uh, Alex likes uh, Carolina, Detroit, First period over one and a half minus one thirty, and I like that. Detroit's on a major um, over first period over streak right now. I believe nine and three to the first period over uh, in their last twelve games. Uh, the sex Detroit St. Louis first period over earlier this week cashed easily. The Detroit Dallas uh, first period over uh, cashed easily. So uh, I do agree that first period over is a good bet here in this game with the uh, Hurricanes and Red Wings. Maybe even a both teams to score in the first period. Uh, and as far as a series history, now we have seen unders. I do want to point that out. We have seen four straight unders at, in full games with these two teams. But if you actually look at the 4-1 Carolina win last year in April, there were two goals in the first. Uh, the 3-2 uh, win for uh, Detroit, uh, two goals in the first. There was uh, So we've seen still the first periods go over in a couple of these recent head-to-heads. So I, I, I don't know if I'll touch the full game over. I lean full game over. I think this is one of those spots where I definitely uh, veer a little bit stronger to the first period over. Um, I lean Detroit, nothing overly strong there. Maybe just a small bet there. But I just think from a price standpoint, it's getting up there with Carolina now minus 170 on the road, just off one win. And then as far as the props go uh, for this uh, Carolina-Detroit game tonight, um, you know, to turn things around when you're slumping, you need your best players to be on their game. Uh, and certainly that was a good game from uh, Sebastian Ajo and much needed uh, because with Svechnikov struggling and now out of the lineup 
Uh, he had gone four straight games without a point. They lost all four games. And sure enough, he has three points, two goals, and an assist with the uh, Hurricanes against Ottawa, and he gets back on track. So he might be worth a look as far as over one and a half points tonight, honestly, um, uh, Sebastian Ajo, because he has to be the one that uh, gets things going for this uh, Carolina team. No question uh, about that. Uh, when you look at the lineup situations here for both of these teams tonight uh, in this game, uh, it is worth noting that uh, Detroit, Larkin was skating uh, this morning with the team, but he is not ready still yet to return. David Perron still out serving his suspension. Uh, they were hoping to have JT Comfer uh, back tonight. Uh, he won't be available, though, yet for this game. He's getting closer to returning with his undisclosed injury, but really no lineup changes. It's still Andrew Kopp, Joe Valeno, your top two centers here in this game tonight. Valeno's probably worth a look from a prop standpoint. Fabry's worth a look from a prop standpoint. Rasmussen as well. Michael Rasmussen, who uh, cashed for us the last game as well. Michael Rasmussen suddenly has four goals in the last five games and uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings, seven points in the last six games for Detroit. So some options there as far as props on the Red Wings side. think if you're uh, uh, Carolina here, you look more toward uh, Ajo doing some damage here tonight. Uh, again, uh, he needed to get back on track, and I think you saw signs of that in the last game. All right, Ottawa St. Louis. We've got the uh, Sens here, minus 120 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Normally, you know that when a team fires the coach, I'm almost always betting on that team the first game after the coaching change. And I certainly initially leaned St. Louis here, but everything I hear from Ottawa after the loss to Carolina, they weren't happy with their effort. They weren't happy with the turnovers. They said they were sloppy. We need to be a lot better. To be honest, Ottawa was playing some pretty good hockey before the Carolina game. They ran into a Hurricanes team that, you know, had that players meeting, kind of that desperation, that sense of urgency was there for um, for the Hurricanes and kind of Ottawa ran headfirst into that. I just think this is, I just think Ottawa is a much better hockey team right now uh, than St. Louis. And I think Ottawa's bringing it tonight after what I heard from multiple players, Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk, DJ Smith, everyone said we were not good that night against Carolina. So I, I think they're going to have a, a solid effort here uh, in this game. And keep in mind, they are 500 at home, three and three. They haven't played a lot of road games this year. So it's going to be a road heavy schedule for the Ottawa Senators coming up, starting with this game. They're going on a nice lengthy road trip right before Christmas. And those first games of a road trip, you want to play well, especially off a loss. So I'm I'm passing on my usual mechanical auto betting angle of betting the team off a coaching change. I just don't think the value is good enough. Uh, I don't trust St. Louis fully against an Ottawa team that A, is better than them, and B, I think is going to bring a step-up effort here in this game tonight. So I'm not taking St. Louis. I'm not taking Ottawa either because I respect the first game you know, angle after a coaching change. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn on the side. I'm not involved. It's a pass for me from a side perspective. I, I do think there are a couple of good looks, though, in this game. Uh, I like over in the first period, over in the full game. I'm hearing some things from... Uh, uh, Bannister here, the head coach of the, the Blues, that he kind of wants to let this team go a little bit as far as, you know, they want to be offensively creative. He's going to try to let them be that way. You know, there was some talk down in the um, later years with uh, or the later uh, stages of the uh, Greg Berube tenure that um, he was not exactly thrilled with this team wanting to push pace, wanting to be creative offensively, uh, and um, kind of rubbed some of the players the wrong way. Apparently, Drew Bannister wants them to be more of an attack-minded team 
uh, here uh, in the uh, first few games. He's talked about, you know, letting them play with a little bit of pace, letting the D activate. So you might be to keep an eye on this. Let's see how it goes tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. You know, if they try to play this way, uh, because you know, to me, the problem with Drew Bannister, the new coach, of course, who was the former AHL head coach with Springfield before getting this opportunity, the problem with playing this way is you look at the blue line. If you're going to, you know, try to play a game of trading chances and, and, and have an aggressive pinching blue line, you've got Nick Letty in his 30s. You've got Pareko, who's now 30, Krug in his 30s, Justin Falk in his 30s, Scandella in his 30s. Those are your blue liners. There's a lot of age. There's a lot of tread on those tires. So if you're going to play aggressive like that, they're going to get probably get caught the other way, you know, in, in in at certain times during the game, you know. So that's that's the risk you run. This is not a team that's got the defensive foot speed uh, on the blue line to make up for. Well, wait a minute, we're caught. We were a little aggressive there to keep a play alive uh, in an off in the offensive zone, and to be able to get back, there's some question marks for a bunch of guys that are now, like I say, on the wrong side of thirty. So this probably could be a game that gets a little up and down the ice uh, between these two teams. It is worth noting um, these two teams have split. You know, it's basically been back and forth. St. Louis and Ottawa, the last six head-to-head meetings, three wins apiece uh, between these two teams. We'll see how it goes tonight uh, here with the uh, Sens and the Blues. But I definitely like the uh, like the over a little bit. And uh, I like both first period over and both teams to score. Uh, in the uh, first period, the first period, both teams to score in particular makes a lot of sense to me uh, in this game because you've got an Ottawa team that's off a bad game. They want to get off on a strong foot quickly uh, and early. And you know for sure with St. Louis, they'll play, they'll be, uh, they'll be uh, whipped into playing with some attention uh, here right away. First game with a new head coach, you're always going to get, you know, uh, an aggressive mindset from St. Louis. Uh, or any team off of the first game, first period in particular, off a of coaching change. So I think there's a really good chance we see a goal from both teams here in the opening period tonight. So Ottawa off a bad game and a loss, starting a road trip, wanting to play good early, get off to a good strong start, and the same for St. Louis for the new bench boss uh, in his first game. So uh, you can get plus 150 in that range with the uh, Sens and Blues first period, both teams to score. I do think that makes a lot of sense here uh, in this game. I think that's even better than the first period over and the full game over is that both teams to score. I really think that's a good look for this particular hockey game tonight. Um, it's actually one of my favorite bets on the on the board uh, in any game. All right, and as far as um, player props uh, for this uh, game tonight with uh, Ottawa and St. Louis, uh, you look at it, uh, it's going to be Buchnevich, Thomas. Yeah, now, Neighbors has been dropped to the third line. We've talked about Neighbors a lot for St. Louis, but... He's been dropped to the third line, and I think when you look at this game tonight, um, and Brandon Saad did score for them last game. Do you trust him to score again, though, is the big question. That was only a sixth goal of the season. He's not exactly known for putting together extended goal-scoring streaks, uh, so we'll see how that uh, plays out tonight uh, for uh, him tonight. Can he find the back of the net? Um, I think it's a Braden Shen night. He's the captain. He was outspoken after the firing. Uh, you know, he had, you know, he's not, a is he a dynamo offensively? No, but he still has eight goals, eight assists on the season. And if there's any game, I think you're going to get him stepping up. It's tonight. He's the, he's the, he's the, um, uh, captain of the team. So no question about it. Yeah. That's the obvious one. Uh, everyone is in the chat is onto it as far as Ottawa, which I'm going to turn my attention to now. Yes. Tarasenko against his old teams, a no brainer, a hundred percent. Um, you know, he's someone that hasn't exactly been, 
He's been streaky this year, but there's no doubt there's going to be uh, a want to for uh, Vlad Tarasenko tonight to have a pretty good game against his old team, his original team, uh, the St. Louis Blues. So uh, Vladdy Tarasenko at plus 260. You can find that, you know, as far as uh, player props tonight. Um, absolutely, that one is a, 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 a player prop look that makes a ton of sense. We talk about the former pl- uh, the player against his former team angle uh, all the time uh, on this show. And that one definitely applies uh, here in this game tonight uh, as far as the uh, Ottawa Senators are concerned. So there's definitely a couple of good looks here. As far as the uh, rest of the uh, props for Ottawa, Josh Norris starting to heat up a little bit. You know, don't mind uh, looking for uh, a couple of props for him, uh, potentially either goal and or assist. Uh, Brady Kachuk has been, you know, one of the straws that has stirred the drink lately for the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, well, as far as point productions, he's actually been quiet the last three games. We'll see if he can pick things back up for them uh, here tonight. It looks like on the uh, blue line, Sanderson, Bernard Docker, Chikrin, Zub, Branstrom, Hamannick, uh going to be your allotment as far as the uh, blue line tonight for the uh, Ottawa Senators. You know, Sanderson as well. Sanderson is three, four, four shots in three of the last four games. Uh, so he's been shooting the puck a lot. He scored against Detroit. He has two points in the last three games. Talk about blue liners that have a chance to be big prop casters. Perhaps Jake Sanderson could be that for Ottawa here tonight in this game. Goaltending, uh, we have uh, Jordan Bennington in net for St. Louis confirmed. We expect Jonas Corposalo for Ottawa, but that has not been uh, confirmed uh, as of yet. All right, next up, as we continue along, we've got Calgary and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota minus 145 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, I think the, the the bloom is slowly starting to fall off the rose of the coaching change. Uh, we know Minnesota was reeling in the victories four straight uh, once, once John Hines took over uh, from a fired Dean Ebison. But let's go back to those four wins. Who did they beat? They beat St. Louis, who just fired their coach because they've been stinking the joint up. They, the Nashville. Uh, and that was a tricky spot for Nashville too, coming back. Uh, you know, it was back to back, I think, for them. Chicago at home, four to one. Chicago hasn't been any good on the road. Calgary, five two, uh, in that game. That was actually a decent win. But to me, you didn't play a bunch of really, really good competition. You beat Calgary five two uh, on December fifth, and then the rest of them, they're all an asterisk. Those wins. And since then, you lost to Vancouver. You lost to Edmonton. They did bounce back. They beat Seattle, but Seattle's been struggling. So, you know, it's not like even with the coaching change, it's like, wow, the, look at this win streak. They're winning games, they're playing better, and they're beating really good competition. Well, for the most part, no, they're not beating uh, the greatest of uh, competition uh, right now for this uh, as of late. Now they're laying a price coming back home off a four-game road trip. Not exactly a bet on spot. And what's also concerning here for Minnesota, the cluster injuries on the blue line for the Minnesota Wild are starting to rear their ugly head again. And not just any cluster injuries. We're talking about two of your best, if not your two best defensemen. Joe, Jonas Brodeen was already out. Long-term injury list uh, for the hit he took from Evander Kane. He won't be eligible to be activated until January the 2nd uh, in the new year uh, at the earliest. Now to make matters worse, Jared Spurgeon, who is, I think, right there with Jonas Brodeen as the best shutdown defenseman on this Minnesota Wild team. Spurgeon is now day-to-day with a lower body injury and won't play tonight for Minnesota. So you're taking away two of your best defensive defensemen here for the Wild tonight against this Calgary Flames team. It's not what you want to see 
Not at all. Now, Calgary is struggling. One and five their last six games. It's been a pretty big-time murderer's row schedule, though, right? You look at the month of December. It's been one really tough opponent after another. Vancouver, Minnesota, which we just talked about. They lost that game 5-2 at home to the Wild. 3-2 win against Carolina, where they came back in the third. They played a good New Jersey team, lost 4-2. Colorado and Vegas on back-to-back nights on the road uh, earlier this week. So uh, this is just a team that's been gone through the gauntlet lately, uh, the Calgary Flames. Faced an absolutely brutal schedule uh, in recent games. Now they play a Minnesota team that just beat them uh, in Calgary a couple weeks ago. So you have short turnaround revenge. You got a little bit of a step down for Calgary after all the really tough teams they've played. You're getting a pretty nice price on them here at plus 125. And, oh, yeah, it's a banged-up blue line right now uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Two of your best defense, probably your two best shutdown defensemen out. Now, Tanev's out for Calgary. We mentioned that. That definitely hurts them at the defensive end of the ice. And in their first game without Chris Tanev, um, well, the first well, they, he got injured in the Colorado game, and then they end up giving up the lead and losing 6-5, give up goals there. Vegas, they give up five goals. Uh, they're going to give up goals probably tonight too. So I'm I'm going to go with Calgary here plus 125. I'm also going to go first period over. Little both teams to score in the first and also over six and a half because I see defensive issues galore both ways here. I see a Calgary team without their best shutdown block shot blocking machine leading defenseman, and I see Minnesota without their two best shutdown defensemen tonight in Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen. So this definitely has based on the lineup configuration, the blue line configuration. I mean, look at Calgary. Hannafin, good in his own end, but every bit an offensive-minded defenseman. Same with Anderson. Eager's um, good defensively, but Osterley, Gilbert, and Nick DeSimone, you know, there's there's some holes there. And then for Minnesota, when you look at their blue line, Brock Faber's more of a you know offense-first defenseman uh, for the Minnesota Wild. And of course, he's going to get more uh, ice time for them right now. Uh, and then you've got, you know... Alex Goligoski's a liability. I'm sorry. That guy is a nightmare at times in his own end. Alex Goligoski. And um, John Hines, the, um, the the deft coach that he is, who absolutely knows what he's doing. Uh, I'm being facetious when I say that. John Hines has this guy on his top pair tonight for the Minnesota Wild, Goligoski. He is, he's like Goss Despair. I've talked about this with Goss Despair over the years. He's great with the puck. He can move it. He can play on the power play, but he can be a nightmare with the turnovers and the gaffes defensively at times. And you've got that guy with the young kid, Faber, on the top pair. They could get eaten alive, that pairing, by opposing top lines. If they're up against the top line of the other team, that top line could feast, in my opinion, against that Faber and Goligoski tandem uh, on the blue line. So uh, I like Calgary. I think they're live. Revenge spot, short, uh, you know, from losing at home to Minnesota recently. Um, good price, plus 125 with a vulnerable wild defense tonight. Um, over in the first period, both teams to score in the first, over six and a half. I really do like them all, quite honestly, here in this game. Philip Gustafson confirmed in net for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, it's not confirmed yet who's in net for the Flames. We saw Dan Vladar against Colorado. We saw Dustin Wolf against Vegas. You know it's going to be one of those two guys because Jacob Markstrom ain't coming back anytime soon. Um, but we don't know which one just yet. And then as far as player props go, we're going back to what the well with uh, the Russian rocket right now for uh, Calgary, and he's getting the job done. Yegor Sharon Govich, 
Uh, he is starting to find it, and it was only a matter of time before the floodgates start opening. You don't play this long on the top line with the skill, the finish that you have, the ability that you have, uh, and go with all those chances, all those shots on goal, posts, crossbars. He was snake bit for the longest time, Sharon Govich on that top line, and now finally the floodgates are opening, and he's seeing those chances and shots turn into goals. He has goals in three straight games. For Calgary, four goals in the last three games uh, for uh, Sharon Govich. So absolutely, we like the props there for him tonight with uh, Lindholm and Mangiapane on the top line. Connor Zary on the second line, we're always interested. Uh, but definitely number one uh, prop for me with Calgary is absolutely going to be uh, uh, Igor Sharon Govich tonight uh, for them uh, entering uh, this uh, matchup. This could be a night, too, with all the issues with Minnesota on the back end. Uh, Noah Hannafin point prop, assist prop, goal prop. Uh, could be worth a look. Uh, Rasmus Anderson's been collecting the points on the blue line. Some of these defensemen for Calgary, and they're both going to play power play as well. Hannafin and, uh, well, not so much Anderson, but Hannafin will. H Hannafin will uh, be on the uh, number one power play unit. Uh, Uyghur, uh will actually be on the uh, second uh, power play unit uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames, and we'll see how he fares. But he scored in the last game against Vegas. He's on a nice little heater as far as points are concerned. Weger has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven points in the last eight games for the uh, Calgary Flames entering tonight. So uh, some really good props there on that side for Minnesota because I expect them to be able to score tonight as well. Matt Boldy, uh, Rossi, you know, basically those guys. I, I want to throw out a couple of uh, names down the lineup too that have shockingly contributed here for the uh, Minnesota Wild since the uh, coaching change. Connor Dewar, uh, who has all of a sudden here uh, scored, uh, he had the hat trick against Nashville, scored against Edmonton a couple of games ago. Uh, you're getting just uh, really off the charts price with uh, Connor Dewar for Minnesota right now. So not a bad option there if you want to sprinkle a couple bucks on that. I think it's got a chance uh, as far as him finding the uh, back of the net tonight. And again, you're talking about Tanev for Calgary, best defenseman, best shutdown defenseman. And on the Minnesota side, your best two shutdown defenseman, Brodeen and Spurgeon. Uh, it's got the makings of just the offenses having the advantage as far as I'm concerned uh, here in this matchup between the uh, Flames and the Wild. All right, next up, we've got uh, Edmonton hosting Tampa Bay. Uh, Edmonton minus 170 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay continues to suck on the road. What else is new? Uh, lose to Vancouver. Uh, you know, they they beat Seattle when Seattle was struggling and Really, other than that, the road woes have continued for the uh, Lightning. Uh, we'll see if those continue here against this scorching hot Edmonton Oilers team, which is just uh, all of a sudden they cannot lose. They've won eight in a row. Um, they've been just lighting it up. And look, their defensive play and Skinner uh, in net has been absolutely um, remarkable lately. Uh, their team defensive game and the over has been real, uh, not the over, and um, the team defensive game and Skinner have been good. Really good. And Paul Coffey's made a difference. He's got these blue liners playing with confidence, playing with a little swagger, playing with better uh, communication uh, uh, and coverage defensively uh, in their own zone. So, you know, it's been uh, a great run here for this uh, Edmonton Oilers team, no question. And, you know, if you look back, they played each other last month in November uh, against uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I believe this was right after they fired. Jay Woodcroft. I think so. I don't think this was a Woodcroft game. I'll have to go back and look. But what I remember is a chippy game. 
Edmonton started out strong. They had a three to one lead at one point. And Tampa had four goals in the third, and they ended up winning six to four. Uh, it was a frustrating loss. It was a winnable game for Edmonton. They had a lead going into the third in Tampa, uh, and uh, Tampa Bay came back and won that game. I think the Oilers pay them back tonight, but I don't want to lay this price. So you know what we do when Edmonton's our home favorite. How many times have I talked about Edmonton when I like Edmonton at home as a bigger home favorite? Um, we don't bet Edmonton money line. We don't bet Edmonton uh, as far as a regulation or minus one. We just take the team total. We take the team total because nine times out of 10, if you're going to get an Oilers victory, especially with Edmonton on home ice, if they're going to win the game, they're going to get you four goals. That's just what they do. Nine, most of the time when they win games at home, they are going to score four times. And you can get a nice, very respectable, very reasonable minus 124 price for Edmonton over three and a half with their uh, team total in this game. So that's what I'm going to roll with here. Edmonton team total uh, over three and a half in this game. Um, the, the funny thing with betting Edmonton games over right now is that they're shutting teams down. Um, they're scoring at home. Like they have scored during this homestand. It's now the uh, seventh. It's now the eighth game of this homestand. Uh, and they've got one more after this. This is now the eighth straight home game they've played. They've scored eight, five, three. Six, four, four, four in the seven games on this homestand. So they've been scoring, but not every game's been going over the full game total because they've shut down teams. They held Chicago to one goal. New Jersey, a very good offensive team to one goal. Carolina to one goal. Um, so the question is, will, <laughs> excuse me, will they hold Tampa Bay uh, to one goal here in this game? I, I, I think Tampa will get a couple tonight, so I kind of want to, look at the over six and a half, but again, it's minus 140, might wait for a better price. I think this is another one where you could take a shot with both teams to score in the first period uh, as well uh, with the uh, Oilers and the uh, Lightning. Uh, I could definitely see that. So um, the first period, both teams to score here at a plus price, I wouldn't talk anyone out of. And then as far as the props go in this game, you know, we cashed a point parlay the other night on the bet cast with Chicago Edmonton. And part of that was McDavid over one and a half points, Dry sidle over one and a half points. Hyman has been a machine. I mean, you could put a parlay together of some kind again with just Hyman, Dry McDavid, Dry sidle to get a point. You know, keep it really simple. You could even throw the Nuge in there, Ryan Nuge and Hopkins. But those four guys in particular, throw them in a same game point parlay, which you can get uh, on Bet365. You can bet the player milestones. So you can do one point for each guy, even McDavid and Dry sidle who are lined at one and a half. You can do a player milestone, same game parlay at Bet365 and get them to just get one point, you know, be safe with it and just put McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, and and maybe the Nuge as well in it. And there you go. And Bouchard. Yes. And Dan, thank you. Bouchard, of course. Bouchard's been lighting it up from the blue line as well. In fact, forget about the Nuge. The Nuge can get a little inconsistent sometimes. Bouchard's the one right now. Bouchard's on an incredible point streak for the uh, Edmonton Oilers right now. Uh, it's been absolutely got a point in 12 straight games, five goals and 13 assists, 18 points during that 12 game point streak for, uh, Evan Bouchard. So yeah, it's Bouchard, Hyman, Connor, and Leon, you know, you put those four guys in a one point parlay, each of them to get a point. That is definitely a positive expectation, positive, uh, win percentage, uh, win chance percentage, same game parlay, in my opinion. Uh, here in this game tonight. So uh, that's what I'd look at too. I'll probably put a little something on that 
uh, here in this game. Uh, also, Bouchard to score a goal. Like, he's been shooting the puck a ton. And uh, not all his points are, are – are, more of them are assists, obviously. But he's capable. With that Bouch bomb from the point, he is very capable of scoring, and he has three goals in the last three games uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So that's what I'm liking there, that prop. Tampa Bay, though, I would look at a couple props with them. I don't think Edmonton's going to totally shut them down uh, here tonight in this game. We've got, uh, it looks like, uh, some changes. Stamp goes down to the third line. We've got Tanner Janot, Sorelli, and Hagel. Uh, Sorelli is someone, I believe, offensively that's been one of their better players lately. Yeah, four goals in the last five games. Yeah, he has collected uh, four, five, six points in the last five games for the uh, Lightning. So a- Anthony Sorelli, someone you want to keep an eye on. We've got Kucherov point, And wow, look who's going to be moved up, it looks like, to the top line. And we know when he's been on the top line previously or a top six role, he has uh, connected for us. And that's our guy, Alex Barre he will score a goal on that second-hand shot. Alex Barre-Boulay. Yeah, Alex Barre-Boulay uh, is uh, looking to be on the top line tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning with uh, Braden Point and uh, Nikita Kucherov. So there's a value right there for sure with him to maybe find the back of the net tonight. Let me check the price. Upwards of plus 510 at Batano. If he's on the top line, yep, that's going to hit the... Uh, player prop card uh, no question about it all right uh, next up we've got um as we continue along here up oh, i don't have the marquee set for this one yet okay here we go it is florida and vancouver it's roberto luongo night bobby lou back in van city and about to get honored uh pregame in a ceremony for the long tenure he had as goaltender for the uh, vancouver canucks uh we've got uh, florida minus 125 road favorites Uh, The total in this game currently sitting at um, six and a half, actually down to six in some spots. Uh, So make sure you shop around. There's sixes and six and a halves uh, with the uh, total here in this game. Should be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, Luongo uh, ceremony uh, before the game. Uh, It's going to be, I think, a lot of um, great uh, memories. Uh, Roberto Luongo's prime of his career was absolutely here in Vancouver, uh, leading them to a Stanley Cup Finals appearance in 2011 against the uh, Boston Bruins, which they lost in heartbreaking fashion in seven games. Um, So that's going to be fun. Of course, Roberto Luongo, the reason why this is the game that they're doing the Luongo ceremony uh, is because he now works with the Florida Panthers organization. He's in their front office uh, working for the Panthers right now, which is another one of the teams that he played for in his career. Um, so it should be special. He's, he's earned it. He's, you know, who's the best goalie in uh, Vancouver Canucks history? You know, it's probably either him or Kirk McLean. Like, take your pick. I mean, that's what we're looking at right now. He's on the he's on the um, Mount Rushmore of Vancouver Canuck goaltenders. He has to be. You know, it's not like it's a big, long list, uh, but he's got to be there. There's no question uh, based on what he was able to accomplish. So it's going to be a special night uh, in Vancouver with Roberto Luongo getting honored uh, prior to the game. Uh, Florida looking to bounce back. Uh, they did not start their road trip the way they were hoping. Uh, they ended up losing and losing in shutout fashion to the uh, Seattle Kraken. So this Panthers team is definitely going to be in a bounce back type of mode here in this game tonight against the uh, Vancouver Canucks, losing 4 nothing again. Actually, they started the road trip in Columbus. Then they went to Seattle. So they're 1-1 one one on this road trip. Vancouver's just rolling along. I mean, three straight wins here on this homestand against Minnesota, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. There's no way I'm laying a price with Florida here because 
to Vancouver is just disrespected game in and game out. It's almost like there's people just thinking this team's a sham. They're a farce. They're an absolute, you know, fraud and they're not going to keep it up. I'm going to use that. It, it almost feels like the odds makers are feeling that way about Vancouver. Now, have they regressed a little bit from October? Yeah. I mean, things have been a little bit more inconsistent, a little bit more up and down for Vancouver the last few weeks. But, you know, for me, I, I will not go against Vancouver at this price. Now, there are some concerns here about whether I, how much I put on. I'm going to be on Vancouver, but I might keep it to a lesser bet. And there are a couple things that do concern me here about Vancouver. It's the end of a good long homestand. And sometimes that for final game of that homestand, when it's been a good one, like it's been for Vancouver, and sometimes you don't bring that best effort. You don't have that best performance because you know you're going on the road. You got shit you got that's on your mind as you prepare to start that road trip, which Vancouver will uh, in uh, Minnesota on Saturday. They start a road trip before Christmas. Um, I've seen this spot before. A good long homestand, and you're and you're and you did well on the homestand, and then that final game, you kind of spit the bit. Okay, I've, I have seen this before, so I I worry a lot about that for Vancouver tonight. But from a value standpoint, there's no question the value is Vancouver right now. They have done nothing wrong. They have just gone about their business and won games. Florida, we talk about them last year. They had some issues with consistency on the road. Uh, this year, uh, they are uh, eight and seven. The road record's actually not bad, uh, eight and seven. But Vancouver's been just absolutely on fire here at Rogers uh, Arena uh, in Vancouver, uh, 11 and four uh, on home ice this year for the Canucks. So I am going to be on Vancouver, but with some trepidation, with some caution, with a lesser position uh, on them here tonight at plus 105. Um, so it should be interesting. As far as the uh, total goes in this game, we'll have to uh, see head-to-head series history uh, between these two teams. Uh, we've seen the over, uh, I shouldn't say the overcast. We did have a push because one of the games was seven, but we have seen seven or more goals uh, between the Panthers and the Canucks in four of the last six games. I don't know if tonight's going to be that way, though. I, I, I got a feeling, just a gut feeling this may not get over the total. So just beware here, especially on Luongo night, and it's likely going to be a Sergei Bobrovsky, Thatcher Demko matchup. You know, I could see the goalies wanting to put on a show here tonight uh, on Roberto Luongo night here in uh, Vancouver tonight. So I'd be a little careful with the over. As far as um, player props for this game, I'm going back to the well with the usuals for the Canucks. I mean, Besser's on fire. I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. Now, you don't get the same value with him, um, but certainly Besser's been absolutely outstanding. Um, Mikheyev and Lafferty on the top line with Pedersen are undervalued. Again, I'd go back to the well there. Hoaglander on the second line uh, as well uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, for Florida going into this game, it looks like um, we're going to see um, Evan Rodriguez back on the top line with Barkov and Reinhardt. So I think Rodriguez might be worth a look here for the Panthers tonight. No question, moving on up the lineup. I, I like the uh, idea of that going into uh, this game tonight. And you know what I really like? Here's a sneaky little angle. Here's a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky angle here for this game. Uh, as Don Cherry would call him, we've got Oliver Lawson Tossum, Oliver Ekman Larson here for the uh, Florida Panthers, facing his old team, Vancouver, the team that cut him loose. Said, up, oh, you had a shit year for us, out you go. You don't think that guy wants to do something to maybe make an impact tonight, Ekman Larson? And credit to Ekman Larson, too. He has definitely worked his tail off to bounce back, and he has had a bounce back year. Seven goals, seven assists, 
Uh, even plus minus rating, which is a hell of a lot better than it was last year. That's for sure. When he was minus 24 with Vancouver, 14 points in 28 games. He only had 22 points in 54 games last year. So he's on pace to shatter, you know, the number of points he had last year for Florida. So Oliver Ekman Larson, um, I'm going to go a goal and an assist prop for him. Sneaky, sneaky bet with him facing a team that just said, hey, you stunk for us. Get the hell out of here. Now, obviously, it didn't go down that way. I'm paraphrasing, you know, I'm, but that's kind of the way it went down. Like, you sucked. You were terrible. Uh, we don't want you anymore. Uh, and we will do anything it takes to get your stinking contract off our books and take us out of salary cap purgatory. So I'm sure that hurt for Ekman Larson. I know it did. I'm sure it did. So I, I'd say he plays a hell of a game tonight on the back end for the Florida Panthers. So, uh, yeah, Ekman Larson, you can get plus 775 at Batano to score a goal tonight. Why not? Or to get a point, it's um, – let me see what his point prop is. Plus 142. I'm seeing many books have his point prop, but nobody's got assist props for him. I just see goal and point props. So I, I guess that's what we're betting then. The goal prop plus 775, probably a little more for me on the point prop at plus 142. Uh, Cheshire Cat is asking about Ekblad. Um, yeah, Ekblad plays on the power play. Now, he plays the number two power play uh, unit uh, for the uh, Panthers. He hasn't scored in a long time, though, uh, Aaron Ekblad. And he doesn't have a single goal this year. Um, and I'm looking at his shots on goal numbers. Yeah, he's got one zero and one shot on goal the last three games. So uh, it kind of feels like, you know, a leap of faith here uh, with Ekblad. Uh, you know, because he just he doesn't have a goal this year for the uh, Florida Panthers. Now, he's played well. I'm a little surprised he hasn't produced more than he has. He's only got four assists, four points in the 12 games he's played, but he missed a shit ton of time. So, you know, we, we do be a little bit careful as far as, uh, you know, be, being too worried about his lack of production, you know, uh, with all the time that he missed uh, early in the season for the Florida Panthers. Uh, all right, next up, it's the final game of the night, Chicago Blackhawks and Seattle Kraken. Uh, we've got uh, Seattle, uh, minus 230 home favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, here in this game. Um, nothing on the side here. Um, now, Seattle lost to uh, Chicago in the Windy City just recently. So kind of a revenge spot, if you will, for the uh, – uh, that's five and a half. Sorry, I got to fix the marquee there. Five and a half with the uh, total here, Chicago and Seattle. I'm actually going to bet over five and a half here. I'm a little surprised – that this total is this low here in this game tonight, five and a half with the teams. Uh, I think it's possible. Seattle has not been scoring in bunches lately, but we just saw them snap their losing streak, get a little confidence back offensively, put up four goals uh, in the victory against the Florida Panthers uh, that snapped their losing streak. So I think there's potential for that, you know, incentive to carry over here. Revenge spot, like I said, for Seattle because they lost in Chicago. Uh, on November 28th, 4-3. Um, they probably will bounce back. By the way, four straight meetings between these two teams have gone over the total. Since October of last year, start of last year, four meetings between these teams, all of them going over the total. 5-4, 8-5, 7-3, and 4-3, uh, the final scores in those games. So uh, to me, 5.5 was just, I, I had to do a, a double take when I saw this total. It's like, it's 5.5 minus 115, really? Uh, with these two teams? Um, I think we're going to see enough goals here to get over that number. Uh, now, keep in mind for the uh, Blackhawks, you know, it's 
it's really just the same usual cast of characters that have been out. Hall, Athenasiu, they've been out for a while. Seth Jones has missed uh, the last uh, uh, game for Edmonton. Uh, he's out again, but, uh, you know, we'll see how they fare uh, without him. But, they were, you know, I think they're still capable offensively. There are actually a couple good props tonight here in this game for the uh, Blackhawks. Beauvillier on the second line with Tyler Johnson and Anthony Radish. Uh, he did score his first goal with Chicago uh, a few days ago against St. Louis. Uh, Bedard obviously is the best offensive threat right now without question. And look who's back on the top line for uh, Chicago. It looks like tonight. Remember, he played with Bedard on the top line early in the year. He's back with Bedard tonight. Ryan Donato, Donato's Pizza, who has four goals on the season. Many of them were very early in the year. Uh, and uh, I think three of the four were when he played with Bedard uh, on the uh, top line, three of the four goals that Donato scored uh, this season. So definitely um, liking taking a chance there with uh, Donato's pizza, Ryan Donato uh, playing with Bedard and uh, Kurashev uh, on that uh, top line. Same with Kurashev, plus 325 is not a bad price for him. Um, so and then let me just take a look to see what we can get with a Donato here in this game tonight. Oh my gosh, plus four ninety for fan at FanDuel, plus five ten at Patano is the prices I'm seeing here for Ryan Donato tonight. So that's absolutely spectacular value for a guy that looks to be playing on the top line tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks. Then for Seattle, uh, if you look at their lineup configuration tonight, uh, we've got um, maybe a look at Cartier. Wenberg is starting to heat up a little bit. Uh, for the uh, Kraken uh, of late. He scored uh, one of their goals against Florida as well. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, we're waiting for McCann, Beneers, and Eberle to get going, but it, you know, give it time, uh, and it might end up happening, no question about it. Uh, someone mentioning Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah, he scored a goal and an assist against uh, Florida the other night. Now he's only on the fourth line. Um, but, you know, right now if you buy into um, – uh, momentum from scoring a goal plus 430 for Yamamoto. I don't hate it. There's better options in my opinion, but you know, I don't hate that by any stretch of the imagination. So I like this over five and a half uh, here in this one with the uh, Black. I think this might be actually a first period over as well with the uh, Blackhawks and the Kraken. Remember, first period overcast in their recent head to head in Chicago. Chicago, Seattle, first period over when they played in Chicago, November 28th, flew over the total in the first period. And Alex B. Smith, I had to check. Yes, he does indeed like uh, Chicago and Seattle, first period over one and a half, uh, minus 115. So that is an official play for Alex. Alex only has three official, uh, actually four official plays. I forgot to mention what he's on for Lightning Oilers, but uh, he likes uh, Columbus, Toronto draw plus 400. Carolina, Detroit, over first period, one and a half, minus 130. And Chicago, Seattle, first period, over one and a half, minus 115. He does have a bargain bin special for tonight, and he does have a best bet. So I'll mention those uh, later. And uh, yes, I also like uh, that first period over and over five and a half here with uh, Chicago and Seattle. All right, great stuff. That's the Thursday card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button. I don't mind doing these shows on my own when Alex can't make it. Uh, no problem doing it. We bang it out. We uh, uh, hit them up uh, and we give you all the sides and the totals and the player props analysis that you could ever want with every single NHL game on the board right here on the Ice Guys show. Make sure you check out patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. Uh, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, the daily betting card and the daily player props posted there at patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. And again, if we're not able to bring back YouTube family plan 
memberships in January. We will put all the members-only content on Patreon moving forward. So make sure you get on Patreon and subscribe and sign up if you haven't already, just $10 a month. And I know many of you have won a lot more money than $10 on some of these bargain bin special bets that have been cashing in left and right lately. So no excuses. $10 a month. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Uh, just $10 a month. Get in on that uh, and uh, keep uh, rolling in the dough, which we hope to keep doing here on this show uh, moving forward. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Get in and sign up just $10 a month. And also get your Ice Guys merch and gear at IceGuys.MySpreadShop.com. All right. Time for the bargain bin special of the night. I've got to follow up a 2-0 sweep. Um, we'll see if we can do it. We'll start with Alex B. Smith, his bargain bin special. He's gone to the Chicago Seattle game and I totally, now my bargain bin is not this, but I totally agree with it. This bet was on my short list for bargain bin special tonight. Alex is using it as his bargain bin special. And I agree with it fully. We just talked about him. Donato's pizza, Ryan Donato for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Alex bet plus the price he got, let me just double check, was plus 490, I think. Yeah, plus 490 at FanDuel. Um, an amazing price playing with Bedard and Kurashev on the top line. You can get plus 500 at FanDuel now, it looks like. Plus 510 at Patano, but you can get basically close to plus 500 uh, on Ryan Donato um, to score a goal tonight for the Blackhawks. Love, love, love that. Uh, great selection by Alex. I think it's got a great chance to hit. Uh, Ryan Donato. Plus 500, uh, bargain bin special of the night for Alex uh, with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, in that game. My bargain bin special of the night. Yeah, there's some good opportunities here, some good um, situations tonight on the board. Um, there's lots to choose from, lots that I'm interested in uh, here tonight uh, in this game. But when it's all said and done, I'm going to go back to, oh man, let me see what, uh, it's, it's going to be from Columbus, Toronto for sure. Let's do another two pack, man. Let's do another two pack. I can't, I can't choose. I can't choose between these two from the leaf uh, jacket game, uh, a, a game that I think is going to have a lot of offense in it tonight as well. Um, but I'm going to go with two players, one for Columbus, one for Toronto uh, in the Leafs blue jackets game. And the obvious choice for Columbus, we're going at plus 370 at FanDuel. Adam Fantilli, the hometown kid uh, back in Toronto where he's just, just grew up north of the city. Uh, he'll be amped up to play well tonight and find the back of the net. And don't look now, he's going to play on the top line, centering it with the Johnny Gaudreau and Justin Danforth. So not only the opportunity is there, he's got the price, he's got the the motivational uh, incentive angle of playing close to home. He has 3 goals in the last 3 games for the uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets as well. So Adam Fantilli plus 370 bargain bin special number 1. Bargain bin special number 2. We're going to take a shot with him once again, another guy up to the top line playing with two of the best players on the team for Toronto with Matthews and Nylander, Noah Gregor. One more time, plus 350 at FanDuel for Noah Gregor for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. He is one of those guys that has incredible speed. This guy can flat out fly uh, on the ice if you've watched uh, Noah Gregor play in the past. Uh, and he's getting that opportunity tonight alongside Matthews and Nylander. Uh, now, it was last minute that he was put on the top line 
on Tuesday against the Rangers. Now he knows he's going to be on the top line. He's had a game under his belt with his line mates, Austin Matthews and William Nylander. I expect more of a comfort zone for him playing on that top line tonight uh, for the uh, Leafs. So uh, I'm definitely uh, excited about that. Uh, what is this, Mike? He's playing on the fourth line. What's this? Uh, it's news to me. Is that true? Let me just let me just refresh, double check. I, I I don't I haven't seen anything that tells me he's on the uh, fourth line. Let me just uh, up to a couple of sites here. No, I see Gregor Matthews Nylander. Those were the morning skate. I, I remember um, one of the Leaf reporters tweeting it out earlier on X that um, Gregor was still skating on the top line at morning skate uh, this morning with Matthews and Nylander. So we'll take a look. Um, let me just is Nice is back. Let me just uh, double check. We might, we might, we might just keep it to um, Fantilli. Uh, and uh, you know, actually, you know what? Um, I've got another one in mind for the Leafs, if if indeed Matthew, because that's I don't want. He's not bargain bin material if he's going to um, be out again. Let me just uh, double check here. We got to get some confirmation here as far as uh, Matthew Nyes is concerned. Because you're right, Matthew Nyes was on that spot uh, on the uh, top line, but he missed the last game. Uh, let me just see. Yeah, Matthew Nyes remains out due to illness. Uh, according to multiple people here on uh, social media. Um, aren't they your team, Mike? Aren't you supposed to know this shit? Come on, Mike. I mean, you're supposed to be on top of this. You're the Leaf fan. Holy goodness. Trying to tell me that Nice is going to be on back in the lineup. Everybody known to man is saying he's out again here. Holy goodness, Mike. You got to do better. Do better. Come on. Let's go. Um, but nevertheless, um, doesn't look like Matthew Nice is playing. Uh, that's what I say here. Uh, that's what I see here pretty much everywhere, uh, according to the latest reports. Let me see. We've got all our Leaf um, reporters that we follow here on this damn thing. Let's see what they're all saying right now. Um, let me just see. There's some mystery. Sur- oh, there is some mystery surrounding the Leafs lineup. We've got some other stuff. So we'll make it what the group looks like and how to best manage that. Samsonov, yeah, yeah. Gregor was skating with is on. He's on the ice for the morning skate. He missed last game due to illness, so it's kind of an unknown right now. Uh, right now, it looks like Gregor's going to be on that line, um, but I would not use him as a as a bargain bin if he's not going to be on that top line. And okay, Matthew Nyes was on the ice for the morning skate, missed the last game, but he was not in the line rush. The line rush was Gregor Matthews and Nylander, even though. Nice was on the ice. Um, so that, that that's what we're saying. And Timothy Lilligren, by the way, I'm reading too, is uh, uh, he's going to be returning very soon for the uh, Leafs. Not tonight, but looks like he's going to be uh, returning very soon. Um, it's tough now because, you know, it's, I don't feel like I'm a thousand percent sure he's going to play uh, here in this uh, game uh, tonight. But I, I like Fantilli. Uh, uh, Fantilli for sure. Um you know what? I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you three uh, bargain bins because I'm going to stick with Gregor plus 350. I also have to throw in David Camp in there for Toronto at the same game at plus 650. Why the hell not? I mean, the guy's got some confidence right now offensively. It's crazy. Like he scored one of the nicest goals any player has scored in a while, a few games ago against Nashville. And then he scored again against the uh, uh, Rangers the other night, and then he scored the game before that against Ottawa. Like he's got three goals in the last four games, and David Camp is plus six fifty at Fanduel to score a goal tonight. So that's what we'll do here tonight uh, in this game. Um, we're gonna go fant- We're gonna go three in this game, and the only reason I'm going with three bargain bin specials here tonight is because we're unsure if Gregor will actually play- start on the top line tonight. 
So we kind of want a second option as a backup in case Gregor's down on the third or fourth line again. So here's what we got. Bargain bin specials. we got Donato for Alex for Chicago at plus 500. Ryan Donato. We've got Adam Fantilli plus 370 for me with Columbus. We've got Noah Gregor plus 350 for me with FanDuel. Uh, and we've got, uh, I can't believe I'm doing this, David Camp, who couldn't put the puck in the ocean for the longest time and now has three goals in the last four games. David Camp for Toronto at plus 650. So there you go. Three bargain bins and some crazy prices here. Wow. If we, if we even hit, if we had just one of these, it's profit. Because it will lose, let's say you put the even amount of money on all three. You'll, you'll drop, let's say, one unit. And I don't put one unit on player props. But let's say you put one unit on each. If you lose, if you only cash one of them, you'll lose two units on the two that lost. But the one that cashes will make up and then some for the two that lost. And you'll be profitable. And could you imagine if we hit two of these three tonight? Donato for Alex. And then, or, or so, that's actually four. But my three. Uh, could you imagine if we hit two of the three out of Fantilli, Gregor, uh, and Camp? Uh, that would be really good. So Gre um, Fantilli, Gregor, Camp. All right. Adam Fantilli, Noah Gregor, David Camp. Three bargain bin specials. And look, if there's ever a time for me to throw out more than one bargain bin special on this show, it's right now because the, the run has been insane uh, with the uh, bargain bin special of the night here on the Ice Guys. All right. Best bets. It's basically been an insane run in the opposite direction for me uh, with best bets. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, we've got another one. Hope like hell we cash one of these here tonight. Let's start with Alex. Alex B. Smith's best bet. He's going with Tampa Bay Edmonton first period. Both teams to score plus 150. I like that for best bet. My best bet, I'm shaking it up. Alex has a first period. Both teams to score best bet. I'm going with a first period. Both teams to score a best bet. And I'm going to Ottawa, St. Louis. I talked about it earlier. Ottawa off a loss, charging out of the gate with a strong start. I expect it. St. Louis, the first period of their first game with the new bench boss, Drew Bannister. I expect both teams to press early, to have a good start, find the back of the net. And I think the both teams to score in the Sens Blues game is a very good look. Ottawa, St. Louis, first period, both teams to score plus 150. Uh, for my best bet here for this Thursday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll be back tomorrow for a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Mm -hmm.